Yes, sir. Yes, sir, indeed. Welcome in. Welcome into the Ethos Lakers podcast. You're here with Ethan. And dare I say on behalf of this show, on behalf of the sports ethos universe, the Lakers are red hot. The Lakers are in playoff contention. The Lakers are a team that nobody wants to face right now. Okay, that last part might be a little bit dramatic, but needless to say, it has been as close to as possible a best case scenario for these Lakers coming out of the All-Star break. Five and two in their first seven games without LeBron James in the lineup, vaulting themselves directly into the playoff conversation in this absolutely insanely packed like sardines taking a too tight school bus to school western conference where anything is seemingly possible the lakers have the opportunity to build on their momentum the clippers moving backwards minnesota may be falling out utah may be falling out all of a sudden dallas might have some questions if luka Doncic is thigh injury sustained just before starting this episode comes to be something that will cost him time. It is really amazing. The opportunity the Lakers have directly in front of them. And if you really want to put it into context, here is what it comes down to. The Lakers who started the season as all of us, I don't think any of us really can ever forget, but all of us so, so vividly remember with that 2-10 record. The Lakers are since 30-24, six games above 500. Lakers play six games above 500 all year in the top four seeds in the Western Conference. That's the pace. To see what we have seen from Anthony Davis thus far, especially on the other side of the All-Star break without LeBron James, is exactly what I sat here and so, as did so many others and asked for as, as LeBron was hit, hitting the sidelines for an extended period of time. You look at Anthony Davis's last five games, okay? Now, granted, the Lakers have lost two of those games, one of which the only two games they've lost in the seven-game stretch were back-to-back Minnesota, Mi- excuse me, Minnesota and Memphis. The Memphis game was a John Morant explosion, no pun intended, before his suspension, a.k.a. time away from the team. You call it whatever you want. It's a suspension. That's what it is, okay? And I, I hope that he receives what he feels is necessary But what I do not like about this John Morant narrative is that he is somehow this afflicted soul who can only exist through waving a gun in the air. John Morant didn't grow up gangster. John Morant has so much in front of him. John Morant needs to figure it out. And fast. Quick sidebar there. But as for the Lakers, these only two games that they lost back to back. So the John Moran explosion. And then that game versus Minnesota, they just simply let get away. That's the reality of it. 
But these last five games, AD, 30 and 15, 28 and 19, 38 and 5. That's that was the how many rebounds game? Only five rebounds. 39 and 8 in the next one. And then coming off 30 and 22. No wonder Darvin Ham is calling him Wilt Davis. Anthony Chamberlain. Tony Chamberlain. Sounds like your neighborhood's favorite guy hanging out on the block, Tony Chamberlain, right? Two toes, Tony Chamberlain. And the crazy thing about AD right now is over his last three games, he's actually hitting the three ball too. He's four of nine from deep, about 45%, just under. 44.444. He's hitting free throws. He's doing everything that you want to see from him. He is serving as that dominant presence capable of not only impacting the game offensively, but in the Lakers' case, more importantly, defensively as well. And that's what we love to see from Anthony Davis. That's when he's the best version of himself. In all of those five games, he's had at least two blocks, and in two of them, he's had more three and five respectively. Overall, he has been an absolute force around the rim. His turnovers are slightly up, but of course he's handling the ball more without LeBron in the lineup. So you can't sit really sit here and nitpick all the way around, especially with the minutes he's playing. And keep that same energy for all these AD people who sit here and say he's soft every time he has to miss time because of various afflictions, whatever it may be. I want to hear how he's tough for not even being able to breathe Literally having Tampax in his nose and still going out there and giving it the best of both ends. Because I'll tell you right now, if I can't breathe out of my nose, I ain't doing a damn thing but sitting on the couch like so many of these other people who claim to be these AD pundits. Give me a break. You could retire that joke right here, right now, as far as I'm concerned. If you don't like the lighthouse, you suck. And if you understand that reference, then you really, really, really rocking with me as far as the audience. I think one of the things that I love the most about this podcast is that it's such an easy way for me to tie what's going on in Lakerland and make it relatable to my own life. And I know that JC is able to tell those similar type of anecdotes as it relates to his industry experience and things like that. And I think that's what really helps to, you know, continue to get people listening, right? Is you're here for the content, but ultimately you subscribe to the person. And I, and I think that's, that's the basis of so much of what we do in life. You'd be here for the content, but ultimately you subscribe to the people right? If you love the work that you do, but you can't work with the people that you have to work with, you're going to opt out, right? If you don't love the work that you do, but you love the team that you have and the people that you work with, you're more likely to stick in. So I feel like all of that comes into play. And it's the connection with community, man. That's, that's really what it is. The more and more that I have people who I connect with through the podcast and who have the opportunity, you know, we exchange emails, messages, whatever it may be, and just talk about the Lakers like two human beings. It's just such a humanizing experience when you recognize that. I remember the first time, for instance, this is just a quick story as we as, before we go back to the Lakers. I remember one of the first times that I had the opportunity to see Drew Holiday play basketball uh, at the NBA level in person, locally in Los Angeles. And Drew and I, you know, for those who know, obviously we went to high school together, Justin as well. Uh, those those boys, I lo- uh, love those boys. They were my f- two first friends in high school. Um, it was great. And they've obviously had a ton of success at the NBA level. Drew, just incredible what he's been able to do just in, in with everything. And, you know, with his such a great family, man, and with his foundation and everything. But 
Anyway, the first time that I was able to see him in person, I remember having a conversation with him, you know, across the uh, the the scorers table, basically, you know, I was on the audience line and he was on the court doing layup lines and people were just kept looking at me like, who is that? Who is that? Who is that that, that he's talking to? And all I kept thinking about was like, man, I'm just some dude. Like, I really am. And I think that's just everybody in life. We all do different things, but you know, what we do shouldn't define us solely. And I think that's such an important lesson. But anyway, that's a different story for a different day. Let's go back to the Lake Show. Anthony Davis has just been that dude, and it's been so marvelous to see. He has not shied away from the challenge. He has absolutely stepped up to the moment. He has become more demonstrative on the court as well, which is really something that I love to see from him. Because I think that when AD sort of hypes himself up to be that dude, it hypes up his teammates around him. I mean, it's just naturally, right? That just happens. When you when you have a, a player of that elite level who is just playing his heart out, you want to step it up because naturally it just inspires you. And I think that's the opportunity these Lakers have is through this inspiration, through this continued elevated play is what will allow guys like Jared Vanderbilt, Austin Reeves, Malik Beasley, Dennis Schroeder, D'Angelo Russell, when he finally gets back on the court. Jeez, it's been a while at this point, D'Angelo. Listen, I'll never question a guy's toughness or what the injury actually is, but you know, clearly somebody wasn't being honest about what the injury actually was because it's been a lot longer than expected. But regardless, and I think the most potent example of these role players recently in particular is Troy Brown. I mean, Troy Brown has really stepped up for these Lakers. Troy Brown has taken time. Finally, we got some good stuff from Rui as well lately as too, which is something that I highlighted on my last solo episode, talked about the importance of Rui Hachimura. But I think Troy Brown heard me because he's really stepped it up as well. He's playing huge minutes. He's really shooting the three ball well over his last handful of games as well. Over his last four games, Troy Brown has made 13 threes. 13 of 23 from the three-point line. I mean, that's just huge. It's absolutely huge for this Lakers team. He's playing huge minutes. Huge minutes. There's a reason he's in the starting lineup. I mean, he was a plus 20 in the, in the game versus, versus the Memphis Grizzlies. And I know that that was a very ugly game, ugly win overall, but the Lakers hung on. They they stayed there, and that's so important. And yes, they had the best player on the, on the court last night in Anthony Davis, but Jaron Jackson Jr. is certainly no schlub, right? It's not like Memphis had no talent on the court. I get it. All these people keep saying, well, Lakers are playing these teams without player XYZ. Well, guess what? Other teams are playing those players with and without their players as well. That's the nature of the NBA season. Lakers are playing everybody without LeBron James right now. How many asterisks do you want to put on it? This whole group deserves a lot of credit for being where they are right now, but they can't allow it to be to lead to complacency. They can't allow it to become something that is just good enough. They have to continue striving for more. And I think that's the 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 challenge, right, that this coaching staff and this group has in front of them is to just keep pushing forward in what feels like a season where that's been constantly the ask is just to keep pushing forward. It's a good message to have. But at a certain point, as humans, you can't just push forward 24-7. I mean, it's just, it's not realistic. But the Lakers have played themselves into a position now where they have the opportunity to really, you know, solidify themselves in this mix. Unfortunately, they can't really rest in the process. You hope to get LeBron James back before the regular season, but that's a luxury at this point. You might not get him back at all, by the way. I mean, I hope everybody recognizes that that is a very realistic scenario. There is no guarantee that LeBron James returns this season. That's what it is. He's going to make sure that he does everything he can to do so, but the Lakers season has to last long enough for him to be able to return as well. 
So this is this is a much bigger thing than just right now. I mean, there is no there is no brake pedal. It's all gas the rest of the way. But the Lakers got through what is what was deemed the most challenging portion of their schedule. And now they have this opportunity in front of them where they can win some games. Especially if the role players continue to step up, be steady, and D'Angelo Russell returns to the lineup. I mean, with games against the Raptors, the Knicks have been playing well, don't get me wrong. But the Raptors, the Knicks, the Pelicans continue to be without Zion Williamson. The Rockets, the Mavs, if, if Luka's not on the court, Magic, right? Then you got the Suns, but the Thunder, Bulls, Bulls twice, Wolves, Rockets, Jack. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. As Lakers control their own destiny, I mean, this is not an impossible schedule the rest of the way. The fact that the Lakers got through this stretch five and two basically saved their season. Make no mistake. Because they go through two and five, and it's a very, very different place to be in. Especially from a morale standpoint. No question about it. So now you have this opportunity to really cultivate the culture, right? And really put a step forward. And I think this is where a guy like Austin Reeves comes in so heavily into play. I mean, to say that this man has stepped into his confidence this season is like the understatement of the century. It's like saying a freshly baked sourdough bread is I. Like, what? It's beautiful. It's literally beautiful. If you look in the dictionary, the definition of beautiful, it's going to say something, an item that, an item or object, a person that radiates, and there's a picture of sourdough bread and Austin Reeves. I mean, this is, this is the way that Austin Reeves has really stepped into this confidence this season. And the, the success that he has had as a secondary playmaker playing behind Dennis Schroeder, basically as the Lakers' de facto point guard, without D'Angelo Russell in the lineup with Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook on different teams now, I mean, Austin Reeves has 15 assists over his last two games. 33 points and 15 assists over his last two games. Over the last two games, Reeves is averaging 16.5 points, 7.5 assists, three and a half, uh, excuse me, two threes, and, and shooting the lights out better than 50% from the floor. Or, excuse me, exactly 50% from the, floor, from the floor. The types of shots he's making, I mean, it's just, it's really, Austin Reeves is going to be in high demand. Don't be surprised when the Lakers really got to pay Austin Reeves to stay. He is such a heady player. He knows where to be on the court. He understands scenarios. He has the trust of his teammates around him to make the right play. I mean, I can't endorse this guy enough. Really. It's really a joy to watch to play basketball. Really Really enjoyable player to watch. And then even Rui. Like I said, even Rui. That flat jumper. They love to talk about it. That flat jumper is, is a topic of hot discussion, but you know, even Rui has really stepped into it a little bit. 
You want to nitpick? You'd love to see a little more from Malik Beasley. He's been so streaky and it's been more bad than good. I wonder about Lonnie Walker's minutes moving forward as well. Because the Lakers have to be consistent. Jared Vanderbilt, a little bit more consistent in terms of his aggression, right? He was making some passes in this game versus Memphis that I didn't even know he was capable of making. Splitting the defense while on the run, single-handed down the center of the key. I mean, really a nice touch pass for, for anyone, let alone a guy of his size and his length. His, his lank, his lankiness. The Lakers have a roster we just really haven't been familiar with this team having in some period of time. It's really enjoyable to watch. And it's, it's so fun to see this team believing that it has a chance to be something more than just the sum of its parts. It really is that equation, right? When the whole is greater than the sum of its parts is when things really thrive. And the Lakers right now are operating than the greater than the sum of their parts individually. Guys are really stepping into it. And you love to see that. That's what you want to see as a coach, as a GM, as fellow players, as everybody in the organization. So now as the Lakers, again, they control their own destiny. They have to, I mean, there is no time for interruption. Ideally, they have to win every game. Not going to happen. But the losses have to be justifiable, right? You don't root for blowouts. You don't want to lose to teams that you shouldn't. But you cannot lose any games where you're up six in the last minute and a half and you somehow blow it. You you can't lose games like that. But you really can't lose games that you shouldn't be losing to teams as well. It's a precarious spot to be in because... Unfortunately, it's a brutal mix of games that they've been screwed in and that really tumultuous start. So the continued pressure will be on everybody to make it work. Any good news you get on LeBron is a bonus. That cannot be part of the baked-in expectation. I just, I can't reiterate that enough. I really can't. There is no possible way that LeBron returning will have any sort of savior impact on this team this season. So Anthony Davis has to be that dude, which he has proven not only previously, but now again that he's capable of being. D'Angelo Russell has to return as early as Friday, we hope. And he has to be, he has to show why. Not only why the Lakers should resign him, but why the Lakers should resign him at a significant dollar amount. Doesn't strike me as a player too interested in taking some sort of massive pay cut here. And I'm curious what D'Angelo's market will be. But if those two guys can really lead the way with the compliments of Troy Brown and Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves and Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, Lonnie Walker, Wenyan Gabriel when he's needed, Notice that Mo Bamba has quickly uh, played himself out of favor. Part of it is he just he has no idea how to play with his body at the NBA level. He really just needs us. He needs if the Lakers are going to be committed to developing him, he needs to spend a summer with all the big men. That's that's what it is. And just continue the learning. But Wenyan Gabriel, I mean, there. That's what I appreciate about a player like Wenyan Gabriel. 
whether he's getting zero minutes or 25 minutes, he's got the same attitude. This dude is so grateful to be in this position, to be with the Lakers, to be part of something greater than just the immediate individual. I love that from him. Love that from anyone, right? He's just sort of the ultimate. I feel like he's such a good guy to have in the locker room. Always has a big smile on his face. Just love being around that energy. That's how you keep your career going as a role player. You're good to be around. You do your job well. And you really own it. That's why, I mean, shit, that's that's why Chris Humphrey stuck around as much as he as much as we all like to joke about his inflated salaries. He just did the job. That's why Carmelo Anthony was able to stick around for a, a long time when he started to accept that role. Blake Griffin does it in Boston now. He started the other night, most nights doesn't get off the bench. Right? It's 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 weird, but when you own it, you can extend it. As the Lakers move forward, My hope for them, of course, besides winning every game, is that they really start to believe in their own momentum. With wins against the Raptors and Knicks, I mean, if the Lakers are able to come out of this weekend with wins against the the Raptors and the Knicks, to be able to go into that next week feeling good, especially with a back-to-back on the horizon and and a a packed schedule, man, it it would be something. Lakers have a lot of games left at home, which also works at their, in their favor. Right? They, don't, they don't have this impossible road forward. These games against the Jazz at the end of the year are going to be absolutely enormous. Lakers played Jazz twice their last four games. Can you believe? It's like every game is a play-in for the play-in. And that's the reality. But for Lakers to even have that opportunity is, is, a, is a minor miracle a credit to the ability to get the, the season back on track and also the parity within the Western Conference, okay? Because here's the other thing. In a, in a matter of a two-game swing, the Lakers could find themselves in fifth or sixth place. I mean, that's how crazy it is. Between fifth place and 13th place, any of those teams can make the playoffs in the Western Conference. So it's going to be mayhem. Gives every meaning, game every meaning, every game meaning down the stretch. I think we found a new tongue twister. As we enjoy it together, just remember why we're here is to truly enjoy the experience. Don't miss the forest for the trees. And before we wrap up this episode, I would be remiss if I did not talk about Pau Gasol's jersey retirement and what a beautiful ceremony that was. I thought about leading off that way, but I thought it was more appropriate to end this way. The the people who showed up, I mean, from Kareem to the machine, Sasha, Vujicic. The love shown. Vanessa Bryant. Jeannie Buss. Powell's family. His daughter, oldest, running toward him. When Powell watched his jersey go up into the rafters to be hung alongside not just his friend, not just his teammate, but truly his brother in every sense of the word in Kobe Bryant. The emotion that overcame his immediacy was not only palpable, it was 
it was almost transformative. I myself over became overcome with emotion. And I think anyone, anyone who has core memories attached to that period of time with Kobe and Powell together felt the same way. They were they were so they were such a pair at one point that they were synonymous. Powell is such an incredible human being. He is such a special person that basketball will almost be a footnote in what he does in life. And given what an amazing basketball player he was and career he put together, that's really just saying so much about Powell. But it's the reality. And I sit here and I just... It was such a powerful evening because I think we all miss... We all miss Kobe very much. As I tell my students a lot, unfortunately, we all face the same fate, ultimately. It's something that I myself struggle to grasp every day. But the reality is, despite that, we can continue to make an impact in our name beyond our days on this planet. And I think that's why the connection piece is so important. So as Pal said, I will continue to live my life in service in pursuit of bettering this world on behalf of myself and others and enjoy a lot of Lakers basketball in the process. The Lakers are in a driver's seat. Where the car is going, ultimately we don't yet know. We're a lot more interested in what's looking like an evolved Honda decide. An evolved Honda design is what I meant to say. Than a broken down jalopy. Until next time, on Twitter, at Ethan underscore Noroff. Follow our show, at Ethos Lakers. I'm out. <laughs>